This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. of the Egyptians was probably greater really than than we can well it was than we can appreciate and this is who he was he was in line for the throne of Egypt he was given the very best education the world offered in his day the very best but he wasn't ready for what God had for him just yet so often we think that's all we need you know if we can just gain enough knowledge and get enough education then then you know we're good to go Even though Moses was educated by the very best Egypt had to offer, was skilled in military combat, and had the status of a prince of Egypt, God had him become a shepherd before he could use him. Having knowledge and resources doesn't make you a candidate for God to use you. God desires humility and a loyal heart. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. Verse 9, and the patriarchs, becoming envious, sold Joseph into Egypt. But God was with him and delivered him out of all his troubles and gave him favor and wisdom in the presence of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and made him governor over Egypt and all his house. Now, there's a beautiful parallel here that we're not going to have time to really develop between Joseph and, and, and Jesus. Here's someone whom... You know, God showed Joseph in a, in a couple of dreams that he was going to use him to deliver his family and basically to rule over his family, his people, and, and then use him as a, as a deliverer and, and so forth. And, but his family didn't want to hear that. They rejected him. They were envious of him. Now, this is a direct confrontation of this council of leaders who were envious and jealous of Jesus and put him to death. That's what the brothers were going to do to Joseph. And one of the brothers was like, no, let's, you know, let's not kill him. And they sold him into slavery. And so he went, ended up in Egypt. But God was with him. Stephen wants them to understand. They, they were missing it here. God was with Joseph. And so God raised Joseph up there in Egypt. Now, verse 11, a famine and great trouble came over all the land of Egypt and Canaan. And our fathers found no sustenance. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent out our fathers first. In other words, he he sent them ahead. He sent them in to check things out. And the second time Joseph was made known to his brothers, the second coming of Joseph, to draw a parallel, and Joseph's family became known to the Pharaoh. Then Joseph sent and called his father Jacob and all his relatives to him, 75 people. That was the nation of Israel, 75 people. This is just that embryonic stage in the development of the Hebrew people. They were known as the Haburai 
just meant shepherds, the nomads. So Jacob went down to Egypt and he died, he and our fathers. And they were carried back to Shechem and laid in a tomb that Abraham bought for a sum of money from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem. But when the time of promise, in other words, the 400 years, was ending, when the time of the promise drew near, which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew and multiplied in Egypt, till another king arose who did not know Joseph. This man dealt treacherously with our people and oppressed our forefathers, making them expose their babies. Now, what he's talking about there is in the time of Moses when the Pharaoh realized, man, these... these uh, these Hebrew people are multiplying. There's so many of them that pretty soon there's going to be more of them than us, and they're going to conquer us, and we're going to be their slaves instead of them being our slaves. And so he ordered that all of the firstborn, all of the babies, all of the male babies should be killed. And that's what he's referring to here. Expose their babies so that they may not live. At this time, Moses was born and was well-pleasing to God. And he was brought up in his father's house for three months. But when he was set out, Pharaoh's daughter took him away and brought him up as her own son. Now, you know, they know the story. Stephen's not rehearsing all the details. You remember how Moses' mother put him in a little boat, you know, made a little boat out of a basket, whatever, put him out in the river and set him adrift. And Pharaoh's daughter found him and, and brought him in. And Moses' mother ended up actually being his nursemaid. And so she, apparently she was able to teach him about his true heritage. And it was no big secret that he was a Hebrew living as a prince in Egypt. It was no big secret. He knew it. The Egyptians apparently knew it. The Hebrews apparently knew it. Verse 22 says, Moses was educated, he was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and deeds. You know, it's, it's fascinating. Just to think about that is fascinating. You know, the things that Moses learned and, and, and was taught... We, we don't really know how much they knew. I read somewhere this week that, that the, in, this, in this era, the Egyptians has already managed somehow to calculate the distance between the earth and the sun. The pyramids, you know, people still can't figure out, how did they do that? How did they build those pyramids? How did they do a lot of what they did? The, the wisdom of the Egyptians was probably greater, really, than, than we can, well, it was, than we can appreciate. And this is who he was. He was in line for the throne of Egypt. He was given the very best education the world offered in his day. The very best. But he wasn't ready for what God had for him just yet. And so often we think that's all we need. You know, if we can just gain enough knowledge and get enough education, then, then you know, we're good to go. That wasn't true for Moses, and it's not true for us. He was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, was mighty in words and deeds, when he was 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended and avenged him who was oppressed and struck down the Egyptian. For he supposed that his brethren would have understood that God would deliver them by his hand. But they did not understand. Even then, Moses had some understanding, had some realization that I am, I am a Hebrew in a position of privilege, power, prestige, God must intend to use me here. Now maybe he didn't understand everything, but he had some glimpse that this is, this is bigger than just for me. But the people didn't understand it. The next day, he appeared to two of them as they were fighting, you know, fighting each other, and tried to reconcile them, saying, Men, you're brethren. Why do you wrong one another? But he who did his neighbor wrong 
pushed him away, pushed Moses away, saying, who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Typical human response. What, are you going to kill me like you did the Egyptian yesterday? Then at this saying, Moses fled and became a dweller in the land of Midian, where he had two sons. And when 40 years had passed, so in, in, in the last five minutes of our reading, 80 years have gone by, 40 years had passed, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in a bush in the wilderness of Mount Sinai. When Moses saw it, he marveled at the sight. And as he drew near to observe, the voice of the Lord came to him saying, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses trembled and dared not look. Then the Lord said to him, Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. I've surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. I've heard their groaning and have come down to deliver them. And now come, I will send you to Egypt. But now listen to what Stephen says to them. This Moses, whom they rejected, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge, is the one God sent to be a ruler and a judge. It says deliverer. It's the same word. Judge, deliverer, same word. That's exactly who God sent. The one they rejected. That's exactly who God was sending. You see what he's doing? Wake up, folks. He's, tell, he's saying, wake up, folks. Jesus, got, you know, you rejected Him. God sent Him. You're doing the same thing that, that, that our people did with Moses hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And he goes on, verse 36, He brought them out after He had shown wonders and signs in the land of Egypt, in the Red Sea, and in the wilderness 40 years. What did Jesus do among them in Israel? All kinds of signs and wonders. He demonstrated. At one point, He told them, listen, if you won't believe, just you know, at least believe the works I'm doing. You know, I mean, look, at, look, I'm fulfilling the Scriptures. Verse 37, This is that Moses who said to the children of Israel, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear. Now see, they knew he was talking about Jesus. This is he who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him on Mount Sinai and with our fathers, the one who received the living oracles to give to us, whom our fathers would not obey, but rejected. And in their hearts they turned back to Egypt, saying to Aaron, Make us gods to go before us. As for this Moses who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And they made a calf in those days, offered sacrifices to the idol, and rejoiced in the works of their own hands. Main Thing Radio is the daily radio ministry of Robert Fountain, senior pastor of Calvary Chapel in Miami Beach, Florida. Robert is currently teaching through the book of Acts. This book is Grand Central Station for how the church should function today. In it, we see the fledgling first century church learn what it means to walk in the new covenant that Jesus provided. Now here's Tracy with some information about how you can connect with us online. Most of us use Facebook and Twitter at least once a day. Please check out our Facebook and Twitter page. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the links. You can find information on everything that's happening at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for that information, Tracy. We do encourage you to visit MainThingRadio.com for all of our social media links. 
we'd like to ask that you prayerfully consider making a secure donation to help support the ongoing expansion of Main Thing Radio. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. And don't forget to join us again, same time, same place, as Pastor Robert continues through the Book of Acts, right here on Main Thing Radio.